In our 20s, people expect us to have things figured out. Us too. A well-paying job, getting closer to marriage, making new friends, and exploring the world. Lots of definitive moments happen in your 20s. But what if we move to the other side of the world? And what if we put our dreams first? I'm Mai. I'm Belle. And in this podcast, we share our thoughts about things that have defined our early 20s. Important moments in life and how we create our path to our late 20s. Welcome Welcome to the I'm 22 Podcast. Hello, 20s fam. We're so excited to be back here with you for our second episode. Today, we have a really interesting topic and we can relate to it totally. Nowadays, especially now that we are preparing for our master's degree and working at the same time in different projects. So my, I think we can start giving a little bit of background about the activities we do and how we are balancing nowadays our life, even though it's really different balance and it is kind of complicated some days to keep it up. To now list all the things that I do on a daily basis or weekly basis is pretty much impossible because it changes every week. I feel like that's the same for people in the music industry. Every week there's a different project coming up or you're working on something that moving on to the next stage. So right now my main task is obviously I'm enrolled at Berkeley. So I'm a full-time student. So I am, you know, doing a lot of classes related to the music business major. Besides that, my thesis, which at Berkeley we call accommodating experience, is working at the record label that we have. So shout out to Disruption Records. So I am the head of marketing operations there and I do everything that's related to marketing analytics with helping press with how you know campaigns surrounding music releases and helping each of the imprints with realizing the things that they have and making sure that we're marketing correctly and besides that I've also recently started my sub label called Still Waters Records and what we do is focusing on you know the idea of bridging east and west in music and helping Asian artists especially artists who are at the early stages of their career to see how we can market them to the West and making sure that their voice is heard. So that's three of the big projects that I have ongoing right now. I have an incredible team that's supporting me and an incredible roster of artists coming up real soon. But besides that, I have this podcast going on with you where we talk weekly. And I am also the podcast editor for a few other podcasts going on. So those are like some of the main academic things. And then I also have my social life. I have my family life and relationship life, which is not really (laughs) going too hot right now. What about you? What do you have going on? Okay, well, I'm thinking that after this, I want to talk about the line of priorities because there you mentioned a lot of things. And I think we have kind of the same amount of things, which is kind of nice because it's usually not like that. Talking about me, of course, Berkeley master's degree is one of the priorities because classes, because being here, it's hard and it's something really big for me. And then I have my work for Mexico, which is like the agency for artists and influencers. Then I am a voiceover speaker for a university. They give me the scripts and I just read them and they put them on their online classes, which is nice. And I have like completely in that work, I have less than 24 hours to send the next day the audios, which is really nice. It's a remote work. Then I think songwriting and my music is being moved to the back because there's no space for that nowadays I'm bringing it back actually this week I went and started writing a song and like I felt inspired and I feel like 
starting this podcast last week is also something big and important that's keeping me going and building more projects. My CE, talking about your CE, because you mentioned about disruption, I am not involved in any like operational thing. I'm working on a business plan. So also like doing the research and doing interviews and like finding clients is going to be really challenging. But I'm trying to keep it up besides my relationship, my family, the time zones and all these things and my inner chips. I forgot to mention my inner chips because I have like two weeks there. <laughs> But I'm working with Music Industry City and I'm really excited. Now I'm focusing on marketing. So I feel like entrepreneurship, marketing and the rest of the social skills like combined. Talking about my past and pandemic, I studied makeup. <laughs> I'm a makeup artist. I don't do it as often as I would like to because we're here. But I feel like it's something that I want to do at least during the weekends because it's relaxing for me. And yeah, I think that's what I do. And that's it. So talking about priorities, how does your balance, your line looks like? Because... Mine, I think it's constantly moving. One day I put work first. One day I put my relationship first. Sometimes my family, sometimes Berkeley. And it's unstable. And it's really complicated just to find like a balance in stability. Because as we are wearing too many hats, I feel like it is hard to focus on just one thing. I focus on my work, maybe a hundred percent. And I focus a five percent in my family at that time on text. And then I'm focusing 20% on my relationship and I'm focusing 50% on Berkeley. So it's it's just like, it doesn't make sense the percentage I said, but just to give an example, you know, I feel like every single day the circle is moving around. What about you? It's really hard because I feel like every day I have different pockets of my life that I have to attend to. But right now, obviously, the biggest thing is making sure that, you know, school is prioritized or so whatever has to do with school, getting things done, getting assignments in, sure that I'm understanding everything in class. And if I don't understand making appointments with professors and with other people to have that figured out is a priority to me. But then there's also the part where I want to prioritize me. And that can mean a lot of different things. For me, it means like I am getting the experience that I've been wanting to get out of this whole degree. And then also prioritizing doing research on the next steps in my life, right? Education is good, but it's also temporary. You need to figure out like what you're going to do in the long run and what you're going to do with all the knowledge that you're getting right now. So that's a priority for me. And then I have priorities related to my social life, to the experiences. So yesterday I just came back from Madrid and I went to one of the best concerts in my life for Keshi. He's the incredible artist that I've been admiring for a long time. And he helped me through a lot of the tough times related to relationships, related to being away from home and all those things. So I took the time off from a lot of the responsibilities that I had. And I just went to the concert because I really, really wanted to have this experience and I would regret it if I didn't and I passed up a lot of experiences in the past because I was like oh school and then I have to do homework and whatnot this time I was like you know what because she's only going to be in Madrid for once so I should go there and it was incredible to hear the music that I've always listened to live and to prioritize the experience and sometimes in the music industry you're just rushing for the next thing but a big part of it is also experiencing things to be able to do it better If you've never gone to a concert, you've never queued in line, you've never like went through the process of struggling to buy tickets, you wouldn't even know how to talk to fans or you wouldn't know what the big issues are to solve it. 
So I thought that was important for me in this next chapter is to experience things, to be able to give good advice, to be able to, you know, do better at marketing and all that stuff. So I have that part. And then obviously like my family and my mental health and being physically active is also important. So I try to work out or I try to go on long walks and I try to call my parents. So those are like the things that are on top of my list and I prioritize them based on like academics, based on experiences and based on me. Okay, that's great because putting yourself first sometimes is tough when you're putting work first too. So keeping it a balance, I guess, is something that it's kind of impossible, but every day it's different. So talking about this in pandemic, I realized because I was just working and I was in Mexico. I was always in my room, breakfast, dinner, lunch, snacks all the time in my room. I barely went out of it because I was focused on student government, the classes, the final project, which we had a CE2 and it was my EP and then like work and whatever. I realized I, I was getting trained. I was getting overworked and I started reading books like in during the vacations, like during pandemic. And I realized that I needed to fill at least five hobbies every single day. Maybe not the five are possible always, but at least three or four just to feel like I am fulfilling myself in a sense of everything I like. And I don't feel drained. I don't feel burnout, you know, like those type of things. So First point, a hobby to make money. In my case, it might be doing makeup for someone, composing for someone else, writing a song, whatever, you know, but those are things I enjoy and give me something in return. The second one is something that keeps you creative. Well, working on marketing and then, I mean, talking about wearing hats, sometimes as marketing, you need to work on graphic design. So you need to do mood boards and you need to make all these ideas. So I think that's a work at the same time, but it's something that keeps you creative. As you mentioned, maybe I'm not exercising that much now because priorities are always moving. I wish I was doing more though. Dancing, like this weekend I went dancing salsa, social and exercising. So it's something that keeps you active. And this week I had more energy because I did that on the weekend. So keeping in shape is something that it's also fun and good for your health. Then building knowledge. This podcast has helped me a lot because I've been reading more stuff. I've been reading articles. I've been getting prepared. I've been doing research for my CE, you know, like, and there are things that are about entertainment, about wellness and about music. So it is fun. Like you enjoy the process. So that's something that keeps me motivated during my day because I feel like in the meantime that I'm productive, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So that's, that's a nice way to balance. And of course, socialize. This might be with my boyfriend. This might be with my family, even if it's online, like. I hadn't talked with my friends from Mexico in months and on Monday I did. It was like till 2.30 a.m. and it was so amazing. Like I felt I did. I was not conscious of how much I needed to do that, you know. So I feel like after this week, I'm going to feel more motivated to do more stuff or like just to keep it up next week because this one I'm fulfilling the five hobbies. Have you thought about that before? Do you apply it to into your life? Well, now that I know, I recently knew about this idea of like the five hobbies and I guess I've always been doing it but I've never really ranked it so I guess if you're talking about those five hobbies I think for me priority right now is to keep my creativity going and building knowledge I think that goes hand in hand together when I'm being creative when I'm you know in music when I'm working with artists or I'm working on my own music or producing other people's podcasts that's how I'm being creative But then I'm also building knowledge by doing over and over those things or I'm listening to other people speak or when I'm listening to you speak, that's me building knowledge for myself. So I think those are really high on my ranking list. 
But then staying in shape is also super crucial for me. Like I'm a really active person. I love working out. I love taking long walks. I used to really enjoy hiking when I was back in the U.S. because there's incredible nature there. And especially during the pandemic where it was kind of hard to just go and socialize with people, I would just go and socialize with nature. I guess like I would just go and, you know, I had this thinking of like, if I talk to plants every day, they will grow healthier. And so every day I would choose a tree. It's very weird, but I would choose a tree and I would go and talk to the tree, like how I would like someone to talk to me. So I hope beautiful trees, you are growing really well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I love staying in shape in that sense. And I also love socializing with people. Obviously, nowadays, it's really hard because I don't have that much time. Like, I don't feel like there's enough hours in my day to do anything. So socializing nowadays goes with also networking a little bit. When I'm networking with the people I enjoy, that's me socializing. So that's next on my list. And then last is making money. I obviously, I think I should be paying my own bills, which I have been for the past three, four years. I've been paying for my own tuition, for my own, you know, housing, food travels whatever and that's important but it's not as high on my list as all the other things like for me now making money is just for me to have freedom to not ask my parents for things so that they can focus on their lives and they can focus on supporting my siblings who are really young and for me it's just money that I can use and in the case that say some of my family members need the money then I hope at some point I will have enough to send back to them but right now just supporting myself and supporting all this interest that I have is good enough for me in terms of making money. Eventually, down the line, I would like to make a lot of money and also put some of that back into music education, putting that back into the communities back in Southeast Asia that need a lot of help with just infrastructure and all that. But for now, I think me being able to sustain everything that I want to do and my life is good enough. Yeah, of course. I think that if we see this in a timeline, because you're in your early 20s. I'm almost in my mid-20s now, which is crazy. But <laughs> just another year. But yeah, I feel like if we talk about the five puppies and we put it in uh, priorities, it changes within time. So maybe in high school or in like even undergrad, the priority was socializing, you know, and building knowledge. And now maybe after the mid-20s, it's going to be making money and like, because we're going to have to sustain ourselves and maybe other people, our family probably. So yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like minds are always shifting. I need to find a balance. I need to find a way also to manage time in a better way. Do you think about every day you wake up and you're like, how do I find a balance? Or you just go through your days and you realize like, okay, today was not a good day. I didn't feel a balance. I feel out of place. Are there days that you realize that or you just kind of always have it strategically in your head that these are the five hobbies and I'm doing them all well? This is where my planner comes in (laughs) and time management comes in. I do have days where I have planned the whole day and always things come out and it doesn't work the way you planned. And at the end of the day, I do feel like, okay, today, my day was not what I was planning it to be. And I was not productive. I didn't have time for myself. And you feel drained. If I didn't have enough time on my day, I would struggle sleeping because I'm going to be overthinking about this. And I hate that because you need hours of resting, at least six or eight. I never get eight unless it's the weekend, you know, and it's really important. So when I wake up, I already know what I'm doing for the whole day. I do leave space for like if my boyfriend tells me, hey, let's go and have dinner or like, let's go and do this. Or if a friend tells me, let's go and grab a coffee. I do have at least an hour for that. I always 
try to say yes because I take it as a sign on that I might I need to take a break because I don't give enough breaks sometimes to myself. Even if we're in finals, sometimes I even forget to eat, which is terrible, you know. So on Sundays, I sit down every night, take my planner and assign what I'm doing. All the assignments for the week as a priority, then work to be done, then social things. If I need to cook, at what time I'm going to cook, even the list of things I need to buy during the week because I need to have, I prefer to cook than going out to, to eat, especially now that we're students. And I do have time, I take two hours having breakfast in the morning, having a shower because I wash my hair every single day. So I need, I take time. And then like doing my makeup, I would never come without my makeup done. You know, like I, it's part of myself because if I dress up nice and I have my makeup, I'm going to feel ready to work. If I don't once, it's not a good day for me because I'm not feeling motivated. I usually wake up around 7.30 or 8, except for the weekends, depending on how we have time. It would have been earlier, but our classes start in a really Spanish way, 10 a.m. <laughs> at least. I used to have classes at 7, at seven like in, in my undergrad, and I got up like 6 and do exercise at 6 in the morning. And this is not happening because culture and like context is it's actually making it bad, you know? No, it's, it's very different. I think, yeah, back in, in Vietnam, school usually starts at 7.30. So I would always wake up early. And then in the U.S., it was 8 on some days. So... It's not that bad. I mean, it is bad for me because I, I really love my sleep and I'm, I'm just like a night owl. So I tend to stay up really late working U.S. projects and internships that are located in U.S. time. And she's just a different creature. Like I cannot, I'm never a planner person. I just don't buy planners. Even though I used to work for like this planner company, I just never bought planners. And I'm much more of a Google Calendar person. I need my phone to remind me constantly of what's the next thing when's the next meeting and everything and I think that started because of the pandemic you know everyone's like oh you need to schedule a zoom meeting so that's when I started being really structured with my life because I need to be on time for things nowadays I think I I don't really have a big plan of what I'm supposed to do every day but I do have different to-do list items so I stick with my to-do list and I have different action items that I need to go throughout the week And so that's kind of how I structure my life. Definitely not a planner person. So you definitely don't have a planner. Like everything is on your Google Calendar. I try to do that, but I'm so old school. When I study, I write down everything because writing makes me memorize things. So as soon as on Sunday I do that, I know what I'm doing the whole week, which is crazy. I wish I had that capacity of memorizing other stuff. I'm terrible with names, but not with numbers and not with everything that I wrote down. So that's really interesting. So Mai, tell me, how does your day look like? These days, I guess like, I could say what my day today looks like. I wake up and usually I skip breakfast. This is really bad. My no! parents my parents should not be listening to this, <laughs> but I only eat two meals a day. And that's because I make sure that those two meals count. In the morning, I wake up pretty late. So usually I'm like, okay, I get ready and then I go to class. Today, I went to a therapy session. I'm normalizing therapy. Therapy is awesome, okay? I think it's an incredible opportunity for you to just share with someone about anything and everything that's going on with your life. And even like sometimes when there's nothing going on, it's also important to just share with people. So I had that session and I had a bunch of classes, meetings throughout the day, and now I'm recording the podcast. Other days, it might look different. Some days I spend time at the gym to work out. Some days I meet with artists and plan out releases or I talk to different partners that we're doing in terms of marketing and stuff like that. 
So it, it kind of varies. And then at night, most of the time during the week, I'm working on my homework or I talk with my roommates or some days I go to parties because there's always some music event at Berkeley. You know, a lot of talented students are just putting on like jam sessions. They're putting on their own performances at different venues. So it's a good way for me to check out the venues, for me to check out the artists when they're performing in their national environment. And just a good way for me to just let loose. Because I'm so uptight sometimes when I'm like, oh, I need to get things done. I have these X, Y, and Z things to do. These days, I'm learning how to relax more. I'm learning how to take life easy. And I've been transforming the way I think because it's not always about like, what's the next step that you do? Like, what's the job that you're going to get after graduation? Like, obviously, institutions stress that so much that you need to get a job or you need to find an internship. But it's also about the experiences. I really value the things that I do in my free time. I value the concerts that I get to go to. Even thinking about the idea of taking a gap year to just travel the world when I'm still able, when I'm still somewhat healthy <laughs> to travel. Because when you're 50 or when you're 60, you have all the money in the world, but then you don't have the health or you sit on a plane and you stand up and your back just, just hurts, you know? So I'm trying to figure out like, what is it that I really prioritize right now when I'm 22? Do I actually want to make so much money? Or do I want to experience it and come back and feel like really ready to enter the workforce? Yeah, that's really interesting. I always wanted to take a year, but I feel like it's impossible for me. I can just do one thing. But also like it means, I think it's all about what productivity means for each of us, you know, and also like if I'm really used to have more than one job since pandemic, even not, even before pandemic, I was working for an artist incubator and like student government felt like a job practically it was like 24 7 even on Sundays I got meetings and calls and like all the time and I got so used to that obviously always making sure I enjoy what I'm doing because if I don't as I was telling in the last episode I usually quit I try to stay really true to myself in my work and change of projects if I'm not enjoying it but for me like productivity means enjoying every single thing I'm doing and finishing everything I planned for the day sometimes one thing it's moved to the next day and that's fine as soon as I have time and like the space for it, you know. So even though if I move some things, I still feel productive if I finish the rest of the stuff. But also being productive is related to the five hobbies for me. Because sometimes I might take a day off of work because I usually do that on Sundays or Saturdays, depending. I usually take a day for myself because I feel like my body asks for it and also my mind. Even every single day I take 15 minutes just to appreciate our views outside the campus because I don't want to get used to that. I feel like it's a good moment just to appreciate our surroundings, connecting with nature, socializing a little bit and getting back to work. So I feel like everything is connected. And for me, it is impossible to have just one job. I don't know about other people because I guess like for past generations, that's how people were used to. And if I count the hats I'm wearing on today, because I need to say, we set up the cameras, we set up lighting, I'm in charge of the audio, you're editing this, I'm in charge of the marketing. Just for the podcast, how many hats are we wearing already, you know? And for Berkeley, it might be the same amount, but just like more split because we are in classes, we take the hat of doing homeworks, we take the hat of doing the CE, you in disruption. And I feel like changing constantly off activities is good, but working at one thing at a time. Because at this time you start working on two, you're splitting your attention and that's not being productive. And it happens sometimes. You're in class and you're chatting. You're replying to a text. You are eating and you're watching Netflix and you are answering things from work at the same time, you know, because it happens. So you're just saying you're just going to watch Netflix and 
watch Netflix. Yeah. No eating, no talking. <laughs> no, I I can do talking, you know. But like Netflix cooking, it's not it's not a good, a good combination because you're not watching it, you're seeing. Or if you're eating, I'm eating fast because I'm always in a rush and I'm not conscious that I'm eating that fast. So when I eat, eating and talking because I will eat slower. Watching something it keeps me like I'm not being productive right now because I'm watching Netflix. So. Talking about Netflix, this is going to be fun. Fun fact about Belle. <laughs> I, when I'm in school, I never watch a new series if I'm not going to watch it all for one day, in one day. Because there's this pressure of watching it all the time if I split like, oh, just one episode tonight and tomorrow another one. No, I'm going to stay there until I finish it because it won't take me more days, like more time. It, it won't, you know, I, I can plan the next days, but not the whole week. So... Yeah, I don't know if this happens to you because my, I need to tell everyone another fun fact, but now about my. Every time she texts me around 1 or 2 a.m., even 3, we are both awake. I don't think there has been a time where she doesn't reply to me or I don't reply to her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? With the Netflix thing, I for sure am a binger. Like once I start something, I will make sure that length is decent, that I can finish in one go. No more than eight <laughs> episodes. So K-dramas will have to wait until weekends. <laughs> But usually I watch the whole thing. Unless it's a dating show and then every week they tease me a little bit and then okay, I will watch like one week at a time. But most of the time I watch something all at once or even for movies, I try to do that. Just to be respectful of movies, you need to kind of watch in one go to really understand it. For episodic things, it can be, you know, every week. And I think that's the purpose of episodic content. But overall, I am... <laughs> I'm usually awake at night because I either binge things or I'm trying to catch up on everything that's going on in the world because during the day I have to make sure that I'm still moving on with the progress that I'm making in my own life. But yeah, it's really hard for me these days to have one job, but I'm definitely trying to narrow down the things because my dad used to, in the past, he asked me like, okay, what, what are you doing right now? And it takes me like half an hour to explain to him everything that I'm doing. And nowadays it's kind of tiring. You know, I just want to maybe really focus on three or four things yeah. that I do really well and I think that would really be important as I'm like getting older and I have to prioritize a little more but maybe this is the stage where I'm exploring things so I'm fine with having one or two years where I try a little bit of everything but hopefully by the end of this process it really needs to be down to three or four things that I'm passionate about things that I can have a really long relationship with you know yeah. work-wise and just be happy with those things and Instead of like spreading myself too thin, I want to layer it up like building a house. You know, when you're building bricks instead of just making like a circle of all the bricks. Well, you mentioned the part of like things getting reduced, like the amount of hats wearing you're wearing now will be reduced on the future days. I totally relate to that. First of all, like we are in this stage of getting to know all our areas and then like focusing on one or two to get a job or multiple jobs <laughs> obviously not more than three or four as you mentioned but I feel like this stage of exploring is really crucial even though we're not only exploring like in a sense of work and classes or like music industry areas we're also exploring a social area because we are here every time I feel like I go to a different place every weekend that I had no idea because I don't go out that much a day on the weekends So I feel like that's going to get really reduced. And of course, like the amount of hats in a different stage, talking about the 30s, would be also like huge, but more responsibility on each one. You know, like that's really interesting. I feel like the exploring stage starts even before your 20s. For me, I think it started around my 16th. Like I was in four dancing classes at my campus, like going to the gym and then like 
all the classes of every area because you were in an exploring stage before getting to know what you wanted to study as your undergrad. So I feel like this is something really crucial. I honestly enjoy it because I'm always conscious this stage of doing a lot of things. I'm learning a lot from them. I know what I'm going to focus on maybe in two years or even less. Probably by getting a job, I would be totally focused on that in my music. But I feel like this is something that I really recommend if we have younger listeners. Try to do as much as you want to. Never stay with like the will of making something and because you're going to regret it. Like I feel like everything I want to say, everything I want to do, I try to make it because I'm going to regret it. I hate regretting it. Time passes so fast. You never know. You never know when you're when is the last time you're going to see a person. So I'm like always speaking, always trying to do everything I want to and always learning as much as I want to. In my free time, I like to take online courses. Maybe I'm not a good reader. But I like to stick to learning things. So if I, I like certifications, I enjoy doing that. I get something in return, as we said, which is knowledge. I really, really encourage people and our listeners to do this. If that's not part of your life philosophy, which I hope it is, <laughs> because it takes time to realize that this is something crucial for your life and for your future. I don't know what's your opinion about that. What would you recommend to our young listeners? Because I'm sure we have really young listeners. <laughs> Definitely. Just do whatever you want to do and say everything you want to say. Obviously, take that with a grain of salt, right? Like think through all the words and think through your actions. But if you really want to say it, just say it. You know, I think that's what I took away with life because there were some situations where, you know, say people were taking advantage of me or I didn't feel comfortable or I felt like my work was not appreciated and, you know, undervalued. And I never really said anything and I kind of just went back home and I felt really really sad and I just cried and I let that go but as I get older I'm like why would I tolerate that you yeah. know I should tell people obviously I need to find the right way to tell people yeah, that course. that suits me because I'm also I'm direct but I'm also like I really care about other people's emotions I want to continue like at least a professional relationship with them then I will find a, the right way to say it so that it's very productive for the conversation that we're trying to have, the work that we're trying to do together. So I think always try to communicate. And if you don't feel comfortable, make sure to say it in whatever setting, in work setting, relationship yeah. setting, personal life setting, everything is important for you to say. This is such a good point to put yourself first, honestly, because I think this is the easiest One, to put yourself first, even in all the areas we've spoken before. I think also like speaking up. I think that when I was young, it was not about like regretting not doing something. I was always waiting for the right time. And it took me so long to understand that the right time is not just appearing from heaven and just like falling into you. You make the right time, you know, and I come up back again to when I applied to Berkeley. I decided to do this like the 15 days before the deadline of January, you know, and I was waiting for the right time and for the right signal maybe to do it because I knew I would do it at one time, but I didn't know when. What if I didn't do it? I'm sure I wouldn't have a job back at home right now. Maybe something that I already have there, but not what I'm building now. And my life would be totally different if I was just there sitting waiting for the right time. So speaking up, doing yourself finding the right time and never, never regretting what you're done. You can always apologize. But I always think that things happen for a reason. And we always end up where we are supposed to be. Even if you raise your hands and say no, even if you try to stick to what you're doing, you always end up where you're supposed to be. And that's how life works, at least for me. Well, thinking about this, it makes me feel so calm. So just flowing all the time. So what about burnout? 
I think that happens a lot to me when I'm definitely when I'm wearing many hats because sometimes I just put a hundred or even two hundred percent effort into some things, and then I finish the task and I take a breather, and it just feels like I was sitting on fire the entire time, where someone was like attaching this rocket ship to my butt. And I was just like moving forward. It's crazy, you know, how much effort I put into things all the time. Recently, I'm learning how to manage stress, how to manage making sure that yes, everything that you choose to do in your life needs to have attention, but you can also adjust the percentage of, you know, you that you put in there. Not every day you need to like do the same task with a hundred percent efficiency. Obviously, that would be ideal. But say if I just wanted to cook a meal. Not every day has to be steak and asparagus. I love steak and asparagus, but no. <laughs> Some days it can be noodles. Some days it can be like bread. Some days it can be very differently depending on you know how you feel, your mood. That's just a very simple example yeah. with food, but it also applies to everything in life. Like say today you wanted to write a song, but you just want to focus on writing the lyrics. Then that's the only thing you do, and you do it hundred percent. Don't try to do lyrics and then melody and then. You know everything at the same time. That's for me. It's really hard. Like just focusing on one thing on your track. Yeah, that will help out a lot. For me, burnout. I need to go back because I didn't understand what stress meant like completely when I was in my undergrad. I get so overworked. I was enjoying it, but I got so into my job in a time, and my body starts to ask for the attention I'm not giving to it. This is something that was. A really hard lesson for me because on 2019, for me getting overworked. If I'm getting overworked, I need to be good in terms of emotion. Everything should be fine, like emotionally, internally. If I'm getting overworked, because if I had both things low, something bad is gonna happen because I'm not paying attention like to anything as much as I want to. So in 2019, I went to this hard thing, which was that I was not paying attention to my eating. I was doing maybe two. Meals at a day, but not like not conscious of if I needed more protein, if I needed more. And when you're stressed, it means that you're moving from one place to another all the single day. It means that your your mind is always focusing on what you're doing next and what you're doing now, and it's just spitting. It's just spitting like constantly. And I was so used to that for many years that in 2019 I went really low. I was in a rehearsal for my choir presentation in the auditorium. And we were ten minutes before the show started. We were in our last rehearsal, and I fainted. I fainted, and the night before, I was in the hospital because my stomach was feeling all the stress, and I never knew where my stress was projecting because I was not paying attention to my body. So I spent the whole night in the hospital just trying to figure out what I had. Then the next day, I had the presentation, and I knew if I didn't go to the presentation, I would feel worse. Because I'm really committed to my things, and I got prepared for months, like with all my classmates, for this core presentation. So I was there. I fainted. Someone catched me because I was in huge heels. I was already dressed, and I was so grateful that they catched me. I started to think, like, okay, I need to slow down. I need to do less things because as much as energy and motivation I feel, if I'm not healthy, I can't do anything. And it's really tough to realize this because I'm sure I was doing more things before. Obviously, not paying attention to myself. But this was a hard lesson because I was going so much to doctors to know what I had, and they couldn't find. Like for a month and a half, I was just taking like some medicines and what we thought it it was, and it turned out just to be a stress because I had a I was planning like in student council this trip to Mexico City for a conference of music. So I was like, "Mom, like I'm planning this. I was the president of the council. I had to be there." And she was like, "Just promise me you're taking your medicines. You're not gonna forget to eat. 
and you're gonna rest like no partying and I was like okay how can I explain to you since the first day I arrived to Mexico City I was not sick anymore so annoying so annoying you know you imagine I spend more money with the doctors than on my trip <laughs> but this thing's just a call of attention from your body comes and you need to learn from that because as I said before if you're not healthy enough you are not gonna be able to do your work and finding this balance is something that is really challenging for me because I have anemia sometimes it comes and it goes I have resistance to insulin it comes and it goes and being conscious and I've been talking to other girls that have a similar lifestyle and this is something that is come that is like something that we come through I don't know if women talk about this like all the time but like I know at least three girls that have the same lifestyle as me and have these things too like anemia resistance to insulin and the stress like projecting in their stomach as, as in me I don't know if you have like a story like this or something similar you went through or if you have heard this in your circle of friends yeah for sure definitely I've fainted a number of times of <laughs> For different reasons and I remember like stories that I could share. The first was when I was back in Hanoi and you know back home we love our motorbikes so everyone rides motorbikes to school and one day I was just coming back from a really long day of rehearsals and schools and stuff in high school and I think I was going into the small alley which was my home and then somehow I was just crashing left and right. It was crazy like I was just like leaning and leaning at that point I was really dizzy But I knew like I really, really needed to get home. And so when I got home, I realized I was like kind of bruised on my hands and I almost fell um, off my motorbike. But I just really need to get home. And that made me realize I was really overworked. Yeah. I was, you know, balancing this musical part of my brain and then academically. And I had pressure to prove to my parents like I could do well and I don't want to disappoint them. I had to take a couple of days off to rest and then heal my hands. But That was when I realized like, okay, Mai, you need to like slow down a little bit. And then fast forward to my senior year in college, I was working really hard on my senior piano recital. So I had to do an hour of solo pieces and most of it was memorized except the first piece. And I remember like working just really hard towards that day. Most people have their recitals in May and I had mine literally like a week or so after my birthday, which was really intense. But I did that and I also had chamber going on, symphonic band going on, handbells going on, like academic life going on. And I was also working on my documentary film. So everything was going on at that time. And I remember finishing that stage, which I was very proud of. It has the most views on live streamed on Facebook from my school, which I'm really proud of. But I just remember finishing the last piece and I went backstage. I thought I was going to faint. It was insane, but I need to come out for another bow. So I came out again. I went back and I was just so out of it. I was so tired. And all my professors came backstage and congratulated me. And they're like, you should celebrate. And all I could think of was, I want to go to bed. It was intense for me to put on a classical performance and also have it all memorized and put your all into it was an experience that I would not, you know, trade anything for. But it was also really time consuming, energy consuming, mentally and physically. It's so demanding. That when I just finished the performance, I could not even feel happy about it. I felt happy afterwards yeah. when I rewatched the performance. But at that moment, I was just, I need bed. I need food and I need some hugs. <laughs> so I think definitely there are moments in my life that I, I wish I had done better at, you know, taking care of myself, pacing it a little better, not always putting so much effort into it that you forget to eat. You forget to take care of all the other people that are important in your life. But I've definitely understand you when you're you know you fainted and yeah I feel like totally 
well, as human beings, sometimes we learn in a bad way. Until something bad happens is when you say, oh, I need to change this. And it is terrible. Like, I wish I paid more attention to myself because it's something that is traumatic for me because I'm always fearing of fainting. Like, if I'm in exams and I'm feeling like my stomach is getting stressed, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to faint. It's just like something that I need to balance and just keep my attention on myself every single day. And it's something that takes time. But I like that we're talking about this because many people were, me, at least me, when I was younger, I had no idea that this was a way that my stress could project. And it's really nice to share this because I'm sure many people in their exploring stage are going to go through this. And I hope you guys take care more of yourself than we did in our past. <laughs> But well, again, we're only in our early 20s. So let's see what's coming next. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. If you haven't checked out our previous episode, it's called More Than Ambitions. Please check it out and please follow us on Instagram at 22.live. Also email us and follow us on other platforms. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye.